Fesser. Fesser, the delivery right by Adams. Rebound! It's Bjork Olsen! And Vermont Green up two! Cohen claims a body. Kobe over the goalie and Vermont Green in front again. Ryan Kobe. Salvez. O'Neal the turn. Mark O'Neal. Ridiculous stuff. Oh, baby, Mark O'Neal, that was a delight. Finds a way to get it to Lily, who gets it to Nwagbo. He puts it on target. Oh, Diva Nwagbo did it from the sideline. Diva Nwagbo, highlight reel, and we've got our first I love that Chelsea are in for Caicedo, and they bid, like, 80 million pounds, and they apparently immediately rejected with an email within, like, two minutes. They're not, they're via uh, email, email. That's the funniest thing ever for Caicedo. I love it. He, they're going to pay over a hundred. They, they're not learning at all. No, they're not learning. Fucking idiots. Well, good for us then. Right. Is this recorded? Uh, this is, this is being recorded right now. I mean, you know, a little Premier League chat. Yeah. Little, I mean, we got what we got, you know, I mean, we might have players in the Prem someday. You know, yeah, right speaking of who's gonna be in the prem next season, Bazzini is telling me. Yeah, well, he's telling uh, he's telling me he's gonna be in the MLS. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. The, it, it, you're right. It was the MLS. Uh, yeah. I, I asked him if he was coming back next year, and he said he can't because he's gonna be in the MLS. So yeah, good for, I mean, that's the, we need. That's the positive thinking that we need. Oh yeah, around this club. Him. That's exactly where he should be. Like, in a, shoot for the stars. Like, fucking right. Go for it. Go for it. Right. I, I do want to now code him as the Zlatan Ibrahimovic of Vermont Green Football Cl- Club, but in in, a, in only the good ways, not the bad ways. Well, we have to we have to get him to to start speaking in the in the third person. Yes, I mean, and you know, I Zlatan mean, and you know, Yaniv. I mean, you could you could talk about Yaniv in the first person or first good. person, yeah, third person, yeah, or yeah. the or the seventh or the third I mean, person, yeah, third first. Anyway, he's talking about himself. He really is. You know, uh, here we are uh, again, episode uh, 15 of United Green, uh, season one, I think we're still in, right? We're still in season one? We're calling it season one. It's the end of the season. Uh, So it's season one, episode 15. Um, Today we have with us uh, Mr. I'm going to go do uh, whatever I want and ditch my friends and go have fun uh, in other places. And I'm not talking about the guy in green and white. I'm talking about the guy in the blue kit uh to the to the right of my of myself on my screen. Uh and I'm probably on yours it looks like too. So uh Will, welcome back. Um I thought you were going to I thought you were just out there big time in us and and you were just going to not show back up again cuz you're doing all kinds of cool things. What's going on? Yeah, just got back from the Arsenal Man United game, so I am insufferable now. Uh but people would probably say I was insufferable before that. So, happy to be here. Sweet, uh, and and then we have, of course, uh, the, the man with the the man with the handsomer beard than mine, um, and he's got that cool green and white kit. He's got a better glasses and a better haircut than me. Uh, there he is, our returning champion, Tyson. What's going on, man? Well, I thought you were taking pot shots at me because last weekend I was up in Montreal, where Tyler the Creator is now. And we were going to record this pod yesterday, but I was getting fitted for uh, a suit for my wedding. So that took priority. 
I, I think it does take priority. As it um, does. As it does. Well, and congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, um, we'll give you that that just one one opportunity to just us. Yeah, yeah. Um, never again. Never again. So um, we uh, we had a discussion last week, uh, Ty- uh, Tyler and I, with uh, with Brian uh, McLaughlin. It was a great, great discussion. Uh, great episode. I wish you guys had been there. Um, but you know, we kind of discussed the uh, the last game. We got his final thoughts at the end of the season um, because he wasn't going to be back with us this week. So, um, you know, I I don't know if you guys have anything to talk about uh, about the last game and the atmosphere there. Uh, I, I see Tyson's changed his name to where's the beard shampoo. Um, that's that's correct. Uh, there's a certain member of our club that owes us uh, a beard shampoo. Uh, for dumping maple syrup all over our faces and in our beards. Um, but if you guys have anything to say about that last game, the atmosphere, you just want to jump into like end of the year stuff. Well, I just want to say in the last game, you know, I think it really goes to show how far we've come. You know, I'm sure you guys talked about it, you know, last week, but last game, dead rubber, you know, we're not going anywhere. You know, we had a sellout crowd and then we had a rain delay. And you wouldn't have been surprised if people started filing out then. But, you know, we waited about an hour and um stadium was full. You know, people were there. People were there to support. And I think that, hey, we're not making the playoffs this year. And it's a bummer. But, you know, to see that groundswell continue to grow, it's fantastic. And, uh, you know, had to rush to get that season ticket before before they were released to the general public because I'm not going to miss any games next season either. So happy to have that done. And, you know, I will echo what Will said. And, you know, it dead rubber, terrible, terrible weather for the first part of that game. Again, you would not fault anyone for not wanting to sit through uh, that experience. But just to look around from where we were standing in, you know, the southern part of the stands and just see a full stand behind us. And, you know, just be able to look to your right and see the full stand. It, it, it's awesome to see. It's it's wonderful. And knowing that, um, you know, listening to the pod that you guys did last week, it was so nice. I listened to it twice. Um, one of the things that you guys were talking about was the fact that, yes, we didn't into the playoffs this year, but by almost every other conceivable metric the green did better than we did last year we won more games we scored more more goals we gave up fewer goals we had a better points tally than we did when we made the playoffs last year it's you know you you win some you lose some in the uh usl2 it is a uh fickle playoff league um so the last game was great. Loved the players getting to come up and do a virtue leap with us and uh, love seeing uh, uh, Space Ghost and Western Mass crash out in the first round of the playoffs. So, woo. I mean, that's always good, you know. You know, I, 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 uh, I you know, I had my, my stuff that I talked about last week, but um, so we don't have to get into, you know, you know rehashing what I think, but um Let's get into this end of the year stuff. Uh, just gonna, we're just gonna go through some come some fun questions and you know talk talk about where we've been, you know where we started, 
and where we're going and what to expect for the future. So uh, we're just going to start off. uh, First question is uh, favorite player of the year and why? And I'm going to start off with Will. Favorite player of the year and why? You know, it's tough because, you know, I I think this would have been an easy question at the start of the season because I think the obvious answer was, you know, Good work, Darby and, and um, Nathan Messer. You know, obviously, I really like Messer from last season, but I, you know, I have to say, just um, from you know, starting almost every game to the flexibility, I think it has to be Musa and Die. I, I just think that what he offered at the at the back end of the pitch, the stability and 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 just uh, showing up for every game and whatever position was needed, um, it was great to watch, and I, and I really think that the fans really took a liking to him. So you know having that reliability was really great. So I, I definitely think it would have to be him. I think of Musa's like, uh, you know, he, I spoke to him after that last game. He doesn't have the the best English um, and he, he understands, but he doesn't speak it and, and, and isn't really able to get his, his feelings across, but you could tell after that goal, like what he was feeling and, and how he felt about playing here. Um, and, it just seemed like somebody like him just adjusted so easily to to where we are to this area of the country and and to his teammates and to the game like that that dude is going places and and uh i'd be happy i'd be happy if he found a a, a home in another league higher than what we have to uh, provide him with yeah he definitely feels like he could go into higher leagues um I, I think the body type as well, you know, just being as large as he was, you know, he, he, on the top end of players in our league, as far as sizing from what I could tell. So, yeah. you know, I think he'd fit in at a higher level, but, you know, it was great to have him, you know, really. And, you know, to see him score that goal, you could tell how much it meant. Yeah. Tyson, your turn. I am going to go with a player who might not necessarily show up on the score sheet. Um, But he is in my mind and kind of not just this year, but last year and kind of every year, always just remember him as basically, you know, the, the work engine of the Vermont green. And that is Bilal Kamal. He, you know, two full seasons with us, no goals. He has the odd assist thrown in there. But he is the one who provides that kind of first dangerous breakout pass to either uh, a winger making a run to a fullback who's going up the touchline to be able to put the ball into a dangerous situation where Bazzini or someone else can go and get on it. And like I said, he doesn't necessarily have you know, some of the gaudier stats like some of our uh, other attacking players have, but he, to my mind, is kind of the, the like I said, he's the, <clears throat> he's the guy who drives everything forward for the green. He's a, yeah, I mean, he's a fantastic talent. He's a, he's what um, we used to call uh, when Lucas uh, was doing his thing when he first joined Tottenham, we would call him the chaos merchant. You know, his just his dribbling ability, um, his ability to draw defenders uh, and, and open up spaces. Uh, I really and I, and he's a he's a great personality too. You know, 
he's got kind of that funny smile and the way his hair bounces around. I, I just, I think it's kind of funny, you know, he does those interviews and stuff in on the Instagram and that kind of stuff. And, and uh, he's just got a smile too. that. Like it, I know goals and stuff that, that stuff probably means a lot to him, but I, I think this, the success of the team means just as much, if not more to, to a guy like that and invaluable player um, for me, I, uh, I started off my season, uh, big, big Zach Zenga fan. And I, I didn't waver from that. I'm, I'm a fan of midfielders typically. Um, but you know, for my money this year, um, I have to go with, I have to go with Musa. Um, and, and, it, and it took a while. And then, you know, right around, right around the, the, the Seagoats game, um, the, the away Seagoats game, um, it started to kind of creep in how, how valuable the dude is. Um, and it's in his pairing back there with Nate Jones. And it, it just, the two of them clicked, you know, the second that Musa got thrown into the back with Nate Jones, like, it, and when Nate came, they clicked. Um, and I think that that was a big deal. Um, you know, Nate with his calmness on the ball, Musa with, you know, he puts in, he steps up, puts in hard tackles, good tackles. He makes, he makes smart decisions on the ball with his, with his passing. Um, he's able to push forward and, and play high, play a higher line. Um, and I, and I know, I think a, a couple of weeks ago, I called him the, st- the straw that stirs the drink. And he really became that guy for, for us. Um, and obviously, obviously Zach, Zach for me is my favorite, you know, fun player to watch. Um, guy, the guy gets under balls. He plays in the box. He can play outside the box. He had a couple of nice, really, really nice goals outside the box this year. Um, and then honorable mention, of course, goes to Bazzini who, who really stepped in, in a time of, uh, kind of extreme need, um, and, and played that big man up front. So, but for me, it's definitely Musa, um, Zach, and then honorable mention goes to Yaniv. I just want to throw it out there that uh, Nacho Larach, he could score a goal. He really could, you know, and, and I think that, you know, he was a great addition to the team. My, uh, my daughter's a huge fan of Nacho, like favorite player easily. I mean, she would without hesitation say that. And, uh, you know, she's also becoming a, becoming quite the super fan for the teams. So um, we will appreciate her uh, in the next coming, uh, coming years here, because she's going to hopefully start up the, uh, the, the junior boys and uh, junior green mountain boys or whatever we're going to call them, or she wants to call them and get, you know, some of the youth uh, involved too, not just the young soccer players in the area, but like, you know, maybe some teenagers she can influence around the around the area too, and, and get everybody involved and get more folks coming to the games and shouting up the green. Um, so moving on, uh, favorite game, and I'll start with Tyson. the The favorite game is is tricky because, like. I mean, I, I I just want to say, apart from uh, the game against Sea Salt, like literally every single home game, give me a home game. It, they're so good. But 
you know, kind of for, I, I, like, and, and this is maybe cliche of me to say, or no, not cliche, but it, it's still the one that maybe it's just recency bias, but it still just sticks in my mind. Our last game, the home finale, just being able to send the players out with, um, you know, a great performance by them for the fans to be able to show our appreciation of everything that they've done uh, throughout the year. It's just a, a great feeling. It was a great performance by them against a, you know, admittedly terrible Boston team. But, you know, that's kind of what you want for your home finale. You want some fireworks. You want some fun. Um, what about you, Will? You know, uh, I'm going to rank this for how I felt at the time because of the context of where we are at the season. It was the home game against AC Connecticut. We were still in the hunt for the playoffs. We're very much in it. We were leading the pack at this point. We're sort of all understanding that you have to win every single game from here on to make the playoffs. And um, we went down early in the first half to that screamer from outside the box. We all go down one nil. We're all really feeling it in the in the stands. We're starting to panic. And, and I just remember Dagostini flying down the left and putting this absolute curler onto the post and into the net. And, and um, the, the, the cheering from that goal, you know, to get right back into it after watching this wonder goal go in, in, in the title fight uh, was probably the, the best moment of the season for me. And, and so that game really, you know, um, sticks in the mind because we've ended up six, three, it was an absolute thriller against a team wouldn't really know a lot about because we played them once last season away. So, you know, to have this mystery team come in that we know have gotten results and to have it be a nine goal game, you know, during the, the thick of the title hunt. I mean, it was a really, really great time, you know. Um, it's, it's, I, I uh, actually agree with both of you on those. And I, and I wanted to say like every home game, but um, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that is true. Every, and every home game as well. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I'm going to say that I, I love the Boston Bolts game. Um, and I think it was kind of, that was kind of the ascendancy of, uh, of Bazzini, right? That was like his hat trick, right? He had the hat trick and, uh, and we talked about it, Tyson. We had three absolutely different goals and it showed his, it showed his versatility, right? Um, that, that game for me, uh, was, was probably, the most fun and and it really solidified for me like what we had in this team and i think that's that's like the team that played the rest of the season um under a lot of stress um because because of that like at that time we had the loss to seacoast and we had lost to western mass and but we were still holding top of the table and we had that was like the beginning uh and we saw what what this team was going to end up at and it's it's really a shame that just like the three losses that would would really just ruin a season like that. Like three losses should not knock you out of a playoff spot um, in in any stretch. But for me, Boston Bolts, it was a thoroughly dominant dominant game. Uh, Felipe was was huge in that game. Um, you know, I I I, I love that was that was easily my favorite game. So uh, now we're moving along. Um, I'd like to, I, I'd kind of like to ask, uh, you, you know, 
we have our our group of Green Mountain boys. Um, we had uh, um, a lot of parking lot, uh, a lot of fun in the parking lot, and that kind of stuff. But what did you what did you guys feel from last year to this year as far as like you know the Green Mountain boys are going to show up, but did you feel um, any difference in um, fan interaction? Uh, from last year to this year and and how did you how did you perceive like the fans being built uh throughout throughout the season i think the one thing i'd say is that you know the start of last season we were kind of the group in the parking lot and then by the end of it you saw that there were other people joining in doing other things in the parking lot but now when you see the parking lot there are you know tons of parties you know there's tons of people having you know their different hangouts with their friends that they're coming to the game with and i think that you know, that's great to see. It's really becoming, you know, this group event. So I think that just generally there's a, a a growing dedicated fan base that's, you know, making sure they're coming out, they're coming out with their friends, you know, they're hanging out in the parking lot beforehand. You know, I, it, it's great to see that we're not the only people out there, you know. And, you know, Will basically echoed, you know, kind of my exact same observation that I was having kind of throughout the years that, you know, Last year, throughout not the entirety, but the majority of every single home game, you know, the boys were really the only ones who were there kind of in a big group. We do our tailgate and, you know, we're there like hour, hour and a half before the game starts. And it felt kind of at first, like the first couple of times we did it that all the other people who were kind of coming in were, you know, just kind of looking at us being like, Oh, who are these, you know, weirdos who are here tailgating for a non-professional soccer team um, in a league that in the greater scheme of things doesn't really matter that much, but throughout the entire, almost the entire year, this season, you could, you know, look out from the, garage um right at the entrance where we park and like will said there are all these different groups of families and friends meeting up before a game tailgating hanging out with each other and you know as people are are walking past where we're all parked everyone's always you know friendly saying hey um it, it just feels like such a bigger community and it's like you know these are fans who were with us last year and you know fell in love with it just like we did and it's new fans who are coming to virtue getting to experience these games and you know we're it's it's just this fan base that's building up and building up and like will said I got my ticket for season, or I got my two season tickets right mm-hmm. when they came out because you can mark my words, uh, we are going to have even more sellouts than we did last year. We have to have more sellouts than we did last year because it was raining in almost every single goddamn game this entire uh, this entire summer. So that's kind of in my mind the thing that that sticks out the most. Yeah, and just to wrap on that, I think that you know, with something with USL2, really what is the most important thing? Because it's the fans, because we're the ones who are guaranteed <clears throat> here every season. And so to have the strong fan base, 
guarantees we can bring in strong players in such a transigent league. So I, I, I think it's it's such a great thing to see how strong this is getting. And now with the rumors coming out, there may be promotion in the future in the USL. Um, you know, it's good that we're growing so that we could potentially chase that goal. So. Yeah. Um, I was talking, um, I was talking to a couple of the founders last night, went down to vivid coffee to watch the, the women's game. Um, and got to talk with, with, uh, Patrick and Sam and, uh, my only regret this season for myself was that I, I only bought two season tickets. I know I still have the opportunity to buy another one, but I only bought two. <laughs> um, but now knowing what my, you know, my daughter's commitment to this, I, I think I'm going to have to go out and buy a third. Um, but like throughout the season, what I saw compared to last season with the fan base, um, last year was cool because it kind of organically grew. And, and like you guys said, we're bringing in new fans now. I think last year um, there was a lot of the families of kids in these, in, in the soccer programs and stuff around, around the area. Right. Um, it was a lot of hardcore soccer fans. I think as that season grew, it, it kind of grew a lot of word of mouth organically. There's still people out there that I talk to who don't know where Vermont Green is, but that's fine. Um, but it kind of grew organically and at the end of the season. You saw what could happen for this season. And and for this season, I I think that we had that same group of, of folks, but we're adding new people in because word of mouth is and um, growing something grassroots uh, a, a, through a grassroots kind of kind of way uh, is something something that's big in, in the state of Vermont anyway, uh, whether it's through politics or whether it's through uh, through new businesses and that kind of stuff and, and, and local and local uh, local businesses. I think that Vermont Green is no exception to that. Um, and I think that you're finding more people, more people in the area becoming interested in soccer because of what Vermont Green is doing. And you're going to see that really spill over, I think, into the fall when the catamounts get on the field. Um, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I hope that those folks and those new fans don't expect to see the same type of game, you know, they're going to, they're going to get to see a wildly different game. The NCAA game is a, is a lot different. The rules are different um, regarding subs and the way that the clock counts and that kind of stuff. But the game plays a little differently too. It's not as always wide open. It's, there's a lot of, um, I wouldn't say that the, that the quality of the game is, is lesser, but the, it's just a different game to watch. Um, it's not, a, it's not necessarily as fast and the, the passes aren't, aren't as crisp and clean, but it will still be a fun, fun game to watch. And, and I hope that uh, everybody gets out and catches some catamount games. And I think that that's what, that's what Vermont green is doing is, is growing the soccer community. And, and I think that's a lot of the differences that I saw last year was like it was growing. And now it's like we have a base and it's going to, you know, it's starting to blossom a little bit. So uh, thoughts for next season. Um, what do you guys expect? Do you expect a lot of returning players? Do you expect a lot of, uh, you know, a, a lot of turnover? Do you expect 
any expansion of our uh, of our concessions, of our uh, merch booths, uh, of our sponsorships. Like, what are you guys? What are you guys expecting to see next year? Not necessarily just out of a, a, a from a football perspective, but like from the club perspective. What What do you want to see, or what do you expect? Well, I think they improved on their concessions remarkably from last year. So, God damn. If they still can improve on my... that even more, I mean, nothing can be better. So, I still didn't get my goddamn cheesesteak because it was fucking raining every game. Yeah, I mean, the rain really <laughs> did put a damper on it. But I, I think in general, having food trucks there and having, you know, more beer options and drink options there is great. Uh, you know, I do think them being so good at merch is hurting my wallet, but that's nothing new with football. So you know, <laughs> I, they've just put out so much cool gear this year. But I also think having, you know, the one thing that will always stand out to me, what they improved on this year as far as concession, was those free waves from Burlington Beer Company. I think I had like 30 of them over the season. <laughs> that, that top sparkling water. Oh, so good. You just walk in and give you two cans and, you know, it was, it was the greatest thing. It's super refreshing. I, have, yeah, I actually have a four-pack in my fridge right now. Yeah, but I think, you know, if we continue to improve on that fan experience, you know, it'll, you know, just add more reason for people to want to go, you know, even outside being, you know, hardcore football fans. People like going where there's nice concessions. So I, I think it'll help continue to grow. It's it's a comfort factor, right? It makes people comfortable to be in a place where, you know, the inaugural season was a little different. We had the UVM concessions and they were still there. You know, there were still hot dogs and stuff the kids could get and uh, that kind of stuff, nachos and whatever. But there was also, uh, there was also those, the, the great food trucks that came in, like you said. Um, and I, I think the fan experience is a big part of it. I think that I think that as close as we can get to a carnival atmosphere, I think is friggin' awesome. Um, I just I, I hope that there's more things for the kids to do in the back next year because um, you know you see a lot of kids wandering around, running around. I mean, they're kids; they're not going to sit in the same place for you know an hour and a half and watch a watch a soccer game. But, um, you know, some will, but I think that if, if they continue to grow, we're going to have to expand the space that, that the club uses. And I think, uh, part of that is, it is got to be a lot of work has to be done with UVM to, to kind of coax them into expanding the, the stands, expanding, uh, the area in and around the, the, the field so that that fan experience can grow and because it's going to, it's going to directly affect the product that that the UVM catamounts put onto the field, every single, every single match and every single day when they go out there and and train and uh, and this community appreciates and will support any kind of growth from either on, on either end of that spectrum. Oh, and, you know, I completely agree. And, you know, honestly, I I know that it's literally just the section or just the space that's behind the Stanton Virtue Field. But what it reminds me a lot of is the area that's kind of directly behind the stadium up in Montreal. The, The Stade Saputo has kind of the exact same layout you know, on obviously a much bigger scale, it's the big open stands. And then right behind and underneath 
it's all the concessions, it's your merch, it's, you know, the activities for the kids, things like that. And, you know, they, you know, like Mike, like you said, there are not that many kind of other things for the kids to do. They've got the, you know, easily set upable uh, little mini goals for kids to go and kick around at, you know, Plank was doing some uh, kind of fun giveaways where they were having kids try and volley a ball a bunch and you could get, you know, a free Plank thing to go and and drink while you were there at the game. Um, So I do think that that's something that I'm sure could be improved on easily improved on. But I think that, you know, we have to remember, again, this is only the second season that the Green have been in existence. The at the game experience has, to my mind, kind of improved exponentially since the first season. Um, You know, these are all guys who have never run a soccer club before. They're learning as they're going along too. all of the owners And, you know, we saw some amazing things in terms of marketing, in terms of new merch, fun sponsors. Um, You know, they continued the uh, their practice of last year of bringing in um, great organizations and causes to come and talk in front of the fans every uh, every halftime. I hope that they continue doing that as well. I'm sure that they will. Um, Throwing in, you know, a thought about players, you know, I think that Will had said that, you know, this is a really, it's a transient league. You're going to get crazy turnover of players um, every single year. And that's just kind of to be expected. You know, I, I would love it if some of the younger players like, um, like Threadgold, if uh if he can come back if some of our other um younger either freshmen or sophomores in the college ranks could uh be with us again next year that would be great but i think that the 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 vermont green diaspora is going to hit all of these colleges like uh like crichton like washington state um, like, you know, all of these other places where these players come from, and they're going to be talking about the experience that they had this summer in Burlington with this team. And I think that, like, we're going to be a hot ticket. We're going to be a place where players really want to come. And I think that that can do uh, nothing but benefit us in the future. Yeah, I I totally agree with that, Tyson. Um, this club, this club is, uh, you know, like I said, I, I wasn't necessarily bitching about the kids' uh, experience, but <laughs> um, oh yeah, no, no, I no, know no, 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 no. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like these guys have done so much uh, in terms in terms of um, in terms of growing the club through the fan experience and and. And like you said, it's get, it's grown exponentially. Like it went from being just like the area where you go get beer and food, so maybe some merch, to like a concourse area. Do you have like forty five cats? I'm just wondering. It's, you it's just keep throwing one, them. No, it's the one cat. He won't let me alone. 
<laughs> it's like he's got like a clown car of cats that he just keeps. Yeah, <laughs> no, I know. It's just the one We're doing the same thing. Um, I didn't know if we were maybe stuck in the matrix somewhere. There's a glitch. Um, but I think that I, I think that these guys have this this insane vision, but they like they know that like the the way that Burlington works works is based on community on community and. And that community like is going to grow the club and it's going to make this a desirable place for, for other players to come. Um, And it's like, like we expanded into Washington this year, right? We expanded into California, you know, um, we had players coming from Minnesota. Like, so, I mean, they can only grow from there. You know, you're, you're going to see a lot of these guys who would typically go to, a club like like a Chicago city or go down to go down to New York or go down to to Miami and and play with those teams or Virginia Beach and play you know play with those clubs down there and you know those are desirable places to be in the summer of course uh, you want to be in the city you want to be you know in a, in a in Florida or on the beach right i mean you know you can't do anything about space ghosts they call themselves they call themselves the sea coast, but they're really not. They're an epping. They're they're far enough away that it, I'm sorry, you can't call yourself the sea coast. Um, so n- yeah, now they're now they're just going to be the pea coats. Um, so you have we have a draw, and the draw is the fan base. The draw is the community. The draw is the fervor for 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 soccer in this in this in this city and in this state. Uh, you're seeing the fusion, the women's team grow down south. Like it's, it's. There's a big groundswell here for for soccer in 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 the Northeast and in this state, uh, especially. And you're you're going to see those people that are traditionally going to those other bigger teams coming here now. You know, we might be getting a little bit of a side eye right now, and people going, "Oh, look what's going on over there," but. Like eventually in the next couple of years, you're going to see all the big players coming here. And, and if we as fans don't keep it up, whether we're in the playoffs, in the playoff hunt, or we're, you know, mid table, I mean, that shit's going to happen too. Um, it's just bound to happen. We as fans have to have to keep up and, and show that we love our club, no matter what, no matter where they finish at the table. And, you know, the, the good thing is we're not going to get relegated. Um, Boston City's still around, you know. So, well, it's um, still valuable it's still season that they were fourth. Boston City was fourth last year. Yeah, they were atrocious this year. Yeah, I mean, and, and those are the things that can happen. But we as fans have to have to have to stick with with our club, you know. Yeah. Um, you know. So that said, I mean. Can we get on to uh, talking about uh, what pl- what players we expect to come back? Will, you want to take this one? I genuinely don't know. I mean, we did have players come back this season, obviously, like Pacella, Herrera. We had Schnur come back, Christopher Christopherson come back. But because I don't have it in front of me, I don't know their ages. I don't know if players like that will be back. So I think it really depends on players we saw for the first time this season, you know, if they come back. I'd really like to see Bazzini come back again. He may have higher aspirations, but I'd like to see what he could do playing a full season because I really only feel like we got him for like the back third of the season. And, um, you know, that guy could really score goals. And I, I definitely think Stryker was, you know, 
Uh, there was no real settled player to striker until Bazzini came along as a first choice. So I think that um, I'd really like to, I'd like to see him back. Will we see him back? I don't know. So I, I'll kind of answer the question there. So. Um, for me, I don't, I don't necessarily think we're going to see Nate Jones. I don't think we're going to see um, Musa. We might see Nate Jones. Um, I'd like to see Gabe back. Um, I'd like to see, we probably are not going to see Gavork come back. Maybe he'll come back for another appearance, but I doubt it. Um, he kind of he kind of probably even surprised himself this year. Um, Felipe may have an opportunity to come back. Who knows um, what his college season is going to do for him this year. He's transferred up to uh, Syracuse, uh, our hated, one of our hated rivals. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I'd like to see Zach Zenge back. Uh, but I think we have some talented kids, um, you know, that, that, that are able to cut, to come in and play who maybe didn't get a lot of playing time in, in this year, you know? Um, and, uh, there was one kid that kind of stuck out in, in the game that we played against, uh, it was the friendly game we played against the, I, Kingston Stockade, uh, the, the uh, St. Louis, that he he was fantastic in that game, and I know he didn't have a lot of minutes, and he's a young kid. Um, but we there's always those young kids that are in the squad but don't get that playing time. You know, um, it, it, we have a lot of those young kids who are gonna who are gonna come up out of nowhere that we maybe f- didn't know are still with the club or are actually you know, who actually were with the club, we knew they're just kind of one tier down from where they need to beat up to, to break the 11. Um, I, I really don't know. Like, like you said, I don't know who's going to be back. It's going to be, it's going to be a difficult one to, to kind of predict, but I think there's going to be, again, this coming year, there's going to be a good mix of kids coming back. Nacho said he told me he's coming back. You know, it's great. <laughs> I'd love to see uh, him back. I mean, he, he said, I'll see you next year. I will bring you beard shampoo from from Europe, he said. <laughs> I mean, and also, you know, I love to see, you know, Ollie Martin get some more runouts. Um, he looked really good in the he's, friendly. He, yeah, he had, he had some exciting, exciting play, too. Yeah, he's got the same flowing locks, just like Zenge and Kapal. <laughs> we can go and, and keep that up. Um, you know, the all hair team, right? Uh, the the green fit well up there in the all hair team, along with uh, Diarbian, D'Agostini, some wonderful flowing locks. Uh, <laughs> and you know, honestly, I would. I'm looking forward to where the green get to a point where yes, we are drawing in um, talent from all over the country, from players who um, are coming from a bunch of different colleges, a bunch of different regions. That's great. I want to see more also homegrown talent like Ollie Martin be able to, you know, come through um their home state team. I think that that's 
um, a great opportunity for um, the youth soccer teams that are here in the state. Um, you know, I'm sure that there is some kid who's at far post or at any of the Nordic teams who are looking at the green and saying, Hey, I could play for them. I would love to play for them. And I think that that's a really awesome thing for, for Vermont to have, um, to, to have the green, like as something to, um, as a place to aspire to be able to play at. And, you know, I, I don't know. That, that warms the cockles of my cold, dead heart. <laughs> well, I'd also say that I think that they've earned some faith in the team building. You know, we've had two seasons in a row where these guys really know how to draft a team. And now that you think they're just going to get more opportunity and flexibility as to who they want to build a team with, I, I think it's, you know, we were really excited coming into this season about who they were going to get and, and what team they're going to build. And they, and they showed us they could do it. So I, I think we should be really excited about what we're going to see next season. You know, I think we, we, we can have that outlook that things, you know, just keep raising the hype level here. I, I think that, you know, we're going to see some really, really cool things, you know, next season, hopefully. Yeah. And hopefully we don't have uh, too much coaching turnover. I know that uh, there's a possibility that, uh, um, that coach Davis uh, moves on from the green. Um, but, um, you know, I'm sure that coach Pfeiffer has a, a lot of, uh, a lot of good young coaches who are hungry and who want to get out there and, and, and train this team. Um, maybe even the, we might eventually get into to a point where we have alumni coming back to, you know, to coach in the team and, and, and to, uh, to kind of get their start in coaching through the, through the green, through the USL too. That would be, that would be kind of neat. Um, but we're getting to the end of, uh, of our time together, folks. Um, this has been a fun discussion. Um, we, uh, got to talk about, uh, where we were, uh, where we are and where we're going. Um, so I guess, uh, I, I guess from there, we just got to, uh, kind of give our, give our sign offs and, and, uh, and call it a night. Um, so anybody uh want to start start with their final thoughts? I uh, I just say I don't know when we'll see you guys again, but we'll have some fun things to do this off season and uh get some more content out there. But until then, up the green. Yeah, as is tradition, up the green. You know, West Ham still haven't signed anyone this year, so uh I'm still looking back at uh the Vermont Green season fondly. Uh the uh uh US women are uh in the World Cup. They, you know, eked out that draw against the Netherlands last night. Um, but you know, I, I believe that we've already made it into the knockouts. So uh what yeah. one uh, Portugal, Portugal beat Vietnam. Portugal, ah yes, Portugal. Win. So we we need to draw. Winner. That's going to be a good game. I am very excited for that game. We need to draw, we need to draw to advance, and uh, a win gives us the opportunity to to uh, take the group. But yes, but um, uh, watch the women's World Cup. Yes, it's awesome. Support all of those players. They have won more than any of the men. Uh, they are great. <laughs> they are awesome. 
And shout out to Lindsey Horan getting in a fight and scoring the tying goal yesterday. Yeah, was an all time recent memorable moment is her. She fight. kept her head. Vandedonk. She kept her head and used her anger to score a goal. That was Fighting with awesome. Vanda Dog about a dirty challenge, you know, and then scoring that header was was awesome. such a great moment. That Dutch player is her teammate on her teammates, their, their teammates, which makes yeah. it even better. Couldn't be surprised. She's a former Arsenal player, so of course <laughs> she would. But. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's okay. We have we have a former Tottenham player on the on the on the good guy side, so there you go. You know, Alex Morgan <laughs> is a former Tottenham player. Um but you know, for for my final thoughts, um I'm excited to to continue to bring you guys content. Um hopefully in the off season. We're gonna try and maybe put some stuff out, maybe once a month until we get ramped up again, get going. Um we have uh, a good interview, hopefully, maybe next week lined up for you guys. We'll see uh, see how it works out. Um, and, you know, on the other side of that, um, you know, summer's still cooking. The weather's still shit, but it can turn in a second. Everybody, you know, the, the, the world is crazy out there right now. So um, I just want everybody to make sure that, um, that they're looking out for each other and uh, be safe and up the green. 